This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. What will you choose? No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I don't know when it's going to be that you're listening, guys, but welcome to another episode of the Real EFL's League 2 podcast. We're back to just me and Hannah tonight. Uh, yeah, Hannah. Happy Hiya. birthday! It is my birthday. Probably not when this goes out, though, so we've we done it. No, but it is. So we've got all sorts of surprises lined up for you and... We haven't. I just. I hope not, because I'm the host. I can't. I've not been briefed. Um, before we start, guys, if you are listening to this on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts, whatever it is, um, give us a rating. Give us a five star. It, it helps us. It helps us understand where we're at. Oh, we're apparently looking at the League Two table as it stands. Um, but yeah, give us a give us a five star review if you can. Say whatever you like in the comments. It doesn't matter. We really don't care what you say about us. Um, we think it's funny. We've been called some names and we kind of lean into we it. Should, but yeah. well, do you know what? One week we should do that thing like they do on Love Island when they go through the social media comments and we can do, you know, like, yeah, some let, of the Twitter let's comments. Me and you avoid them, then. Let's me and you avoid all reviews. and then we'll I always avoid all reviews. Yeah. Well... We're going to just go through some absolutely wild stuff that's that's happened. Do you know what I think before we go into the results? Because mm-hmm. we've got a run sheet, but the run sheet was kind of put together yesterday. Um, yeah. Some big news coming out of League Two today. Which breaking is that, news. Well, it's not really breaking news anymore. Yeah, it, it is and it isn't. But uh, Ben Foster retiring immediately from uh-huh. football after the game against Swindon at the weekend. I think... Yeah. I'm quite happy in a way because Ben Foster was one who said one more year onto League One we go. And yeah. I think this has shown just how much he underestimated the strength of League Two. So it look, don't wish any if he's injured, if he's hurt, absolutely wish him the best. But from like a, an arrogance point of view, it's kind of like a hmm. Yeah, so. I think a little bit. Also, I think He's probably like goalkeepers are a different breed, aren't they? People have said that about Mary Earps in the um in the World Cup. Mm. He 
probably holds himself up to a very high standard and it's probably been a bit of a shock to him that interview well I don't know statement that he gave when he announced his retirement he talked a lot about how he he was he wasn't saving things that he thought he should be and it was almost a bit of a shock to him that and he was cross at himself and frustrated and you know I recognize that that must be very hard to come to terms with but equally quite brave I think to say do you know what I can't do this to the level I want to and need to anymore I'm going to walk away and he's done it at a point in which the transfer window is still open for another week or so so Wrexham have got the opportunity to go and get Harry Lewis then uh, it'll all be fine or Hinchliffe they won't. They won't go for Hinchliffe. There's no way that Hinchliffe would go anywhere near Wrexham. It was bad enough when he had to go for the uh, EFL launch party thing. Yeah, but they might have been in his ear down there. <laughs> um, do you know but they've got well? Rob Layton, They've got um, Howard. They, they have got keepers on the roster. We were talking earlier about some goalkeeper that you mentioned has signed or at least on his way from Sligo. Yeah, yeah. I believe I think he signed. It was one of the Wrexham lads that was was messaging me last night talking right. about it. So, so I believe he has already signed last week. Um, look, there's some talent in the Irish leagues, and we always mm-hmm. underestimate it when it comes in. But there are some, some yeah. very, very good. They aren't what you think they are. They're very for this level as well. When you're looking at how they play in League Two, it's rough. It's ready. Yeah. That's how they play over there. Um, do you know why I think Ben Foster's retired? I think he's fed up of going through GoPro for uh, footage and just seeing the top of his head. Because <laughs> yeah. all he's seen is him bending down to pick the ball up for the last four weeks. On Saturday, did he genuinely publish lowlights or was that kind of Twitter scurrilousness? I don't believe he's actually recorded any GoPro stuff because I don't oh, think it's right. allowed in the EFL. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, because um, of game footage and there's that whole thing, isn't there? You, If I recorded something and put it on Twitter, it's technically the copyright of the EFL and the club and they can... They can but he might have done. I, I don't know if he has. Um, I suppose we'll we'll see what we... It'd be interesting to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah, but let's so talk who are they about... Gonna, do they need anyone else? Uh, I, personally... Yeah, unless Paul Mullins back very soon, they need they need someone who's going to take his place. I know they're scoring goals mm-hmm. at the minute, but they could be scoring more. They're missing, mm-hmm. you know, Paul Mullins' goals turns these these games where you know we look at like five three against uh, MK Dons. It gives them that two extra goals to yeah. make, to get a point out of that. But they need to look at defensively because on Saturday their main players like Toza, for example, terrible. Like, mm. really bad game, but look, they'll get better. I just think that there's been a lot of underestimating. Um, yeah. Elliot Lee's been good, and he scored very soon after half time on Saturday, which I think was part of that turnaround. Mm-hmm. And, you know, coming out second half probably had some parky motivational chats. Yeah. yeah I mean, I. Speaking of players that have played for Phil Parkinson, I don't think he's got the most motivational speeches. Um, mm-hmm. I think they come from Steve Parkin more than up, but but uh, producer Ryan's just put in the chat there that yeah, Palmer was apparently on an, in a knee brace after the game, mm-hmm. so injuries coming up as well. We've got injuries across the league at the minute, and it is 
kind of indicating some stuff that we said in pre-season as well. So should we jump yeah. straight in and go to the games and we we'll start with Wrexham? We'll start Swindon. with Wrexham and Swindon. We nearly done it all anyway. We, we did five all. Five all. Like, You've and got it to was one at half time. You can't like that. That's kind of the important part to, to Swindon. Swindon four one up at half time. I don't think anybody saw no them not winning that game. But fair play to Wrexham. They got it back to four two. I believe it was. Um, I'm just looking was at it the four three. I think it got to four. I think they got it to four three. It was and four this, three. Yeah. Then and they then scored again to make it five three. One. And then it was the 91st and 96th minute to, to yeah. equalise. Um, just talk about Swindon. Jake Young, Charlie Austin and Dan Kemp together were disgusting. Absolutely unbelievable. And Dan Kemp see. hit the post as well. So he got two and then hit the post. Charlie Austin with his first one of the season. Yeah. He got a goal in the... Uh, I think he did. He scored, didn't he score on Tuesday? He scored on oh, Tuesday. Yeah. We, yeah, we, like, we didn't really... Well, we did Tuesday, but yeah, we brushed over Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, it didn't but, happen. And then Jake Young with two goals and two assists. Yeah, and That's Elliot Lee two. Well, it was it. There was lots of braces. So Jones got two. Elliot Lee got two and an assist. And then Bickerstaff, not a name then, I've seen, seen on the score sheet before. For no, Jake Young within a with a brace and Dan Kemp with a brace as well. Yeah, like four braces in one game. Oh, um, sponsored by Invisalign. Yeah. It was look. It was a great game to watch, and I'm quite glad that it happened because it, it distracted me from my own team's game, which we're going to come on to very soon. Um, which I have seen has got my name next to it when I specifically asked not to cover this game tonight. <laughs> um, look, Wrexham kept going. They kept going to the very end. It's a bit dubious how they got that free kick. It wasn't. Let's be honest. It wasn't a handball. It, it no. was on top of the shoulder. Swindon fans are absolutely up in arms about it. But for me, what goes around comes around. Last season, they got the exact same decision against Bradford and scored a last-minute equaliser from a penalty that was given when and Bradford got an, Bradford got an apology from the from PGMOL about it, the whole decision. So yeah. you know, they were up in arms about that. We've got to be consistent, guys. If you want to be consistent about referees, be consistent. And Wrexham, like Salford, are known for those last-minute goals. As soon as that free kick was given, you knew it was coming. You just yeah. knew. To be fair, as soon as it went 4-all, sorry, 5-4 in the five, 91st four. minute, you knew it yeah. was coming. And I think at that point, uh, Fifey, who's a, a friend of the show from the Swindon podcast, Falls Return, he said, like, I can't breathe. I feel like there's another goal in this. And mm -hmm. uh, there was, it just wasn't one that was in their favour. I think the thing I noticed about it was at half time at 4 1, I put a tweet out saying, game over, surely. And not one Swindon <laughs> fan replied and went, yeah, they all replied. Oh, going, really? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So they didn't have confidence that this was, that that was it. They genuinely said the same thing like, we aren't home and dry yet. We've got to, they said, <laughs> one, of, one of them said, we, we need another two, which, they did. Interesting, yeah. They needed another two. Yeah, that would have done it. Wrexham are scoring goals. They're conceding them. 13 of each. Yeah. And, uh, like, I was looking at the um, XG table earlier on, and Wrexham are doing okay, 
but their score their their score is influenced by the fact that they're scoring lots mm-hmm. without necessarily kind of performing at that level. Yeah. Well, they've got eight in two of the games, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they've conceded ten in two of the games. It, mm-hmm. It's Wrexham are struggling at home. Yeah, and, and they have an amazing record at home. It'll yeah. that that's got to be a shock to them. I think teams are. It's what they used to do at Bradford. Teams used to come to Bradford, go to Valley Parade, mm-hmm. seventeen thousand fans. You've got mm-hmm. to think for a lot of teams, for a lot of players at League Two clubs. Going to Wrexham this season with the fanfare that's surrounding it and the fact oh, that yeah. you know they're going to be in a they're going to be in a, a a what is it a um a documentary. They're never going to get that opportunity. It's like when they come no. to Bradford and there's seventeen thousand fans. For a lot of those players, they'll never play in front of a bigger crowd, so they up the game. Yeah. And yeah. that's what's happening. And I feel like everyone who goes to Wrexham's team talk is written for them. Yeah. Yeah. And the Swindon fans are saying afterwards, well, at least that one will be on Disney. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. It's uh, It definitely will be on Disney as well. Um, it, that's unbelievable. But I just thought, again, we come back to this media thing. They were mm-hmm. spinning it as an amazing result because they came back and drew five all. No, they conceded five goals. Like yeah. it, it, It's not what you're pin- Painting it out to be. If they'd have won, if they'd have lost 5 0, I wonder how they'd have spun it. Um, mm. it'd be strange. But anyway, that's yeah. enough for them. Well, you can't knock that kind of hustle for a comeback. I'm grudgingly impressed. Mm-hmm. Very impressed. You can see that they've got that heart and that fight to go to the very end. Yeah. Bill Parkinson's yeah, got yeah. to win it. Speaking so, of, um, Doncaster Rovers won, Notts County. Three. So this right, this is an interesting one because we talked last week about criticism of referees and whether it there was a bias introduced dependent on the scoreline. So this one, it was the Notts County fans that were much more critical of the ref than the Doncaster fans, which I thought was quite interesting. Notts County nice. had a lot more of the possession, I think 63%. Um, Doncaster's still without a win. Uh, this was not County's uh, first away win. Um, Doncaster, so Grant McCann, we've talked about a lot again in terms of the changes that he's made. He's dealing with a lot of new players, players that didn't play together last season. This week, he brought back in Woods and Roberts, I think, since midweek. So he's making changes. He's He made substitutions at halftime as well, which when you go back to that first week against Harrogate, he didn't make substitutions. And he said, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to make that mistake again. Um, Aidan Stone was back for Notts County. But Grant McCann is in the kind of the post game chats, changes tone a little bit, but is quite critical of this. Oh, there's still time yet. There's still 40 games to go, or we're probably not even in that territory now. There's time to turn it around. It doesn't really matter. And he's saying, yes, 
but you know you can only say that for so long and I think that would probably be true for more and more teams as things start to spread out over the next um, couple of weeks he's critical of their low energy their low work rate I can't remember was it Grandma McCann a few weeks ago had said actually you know what I don't think it was um it was uh Graham Alexander had said about people not being up to full fitness yet and that was what he was talking about that they you know the energy was low the output was low and they're gonna have to work on that because yes okay we haven't got back-to-back Saturday Tuesdays for oh actually yeah because there's um whatever tomorrow night well Uh, weirdly for for Doncaster and the same with us ours is next week Oh, is it? So you spread them yeah. out. Well, like, no, sorry, sorry. Our our EFL trophy is the fifth of September, so it's in two weeks. Oh. oh gosh, we've got yeah, we've got United. So you've got County United tomorrow. United um, um, but Doncaster, I've got MK, MK Dons next at the weekend, so I can't see things getting much better for them. Have you seen their next four? Their next four league fixtures. No. MK Dons. Swindon, oh, Wrexham, mm. and then Forest Green. Oh, the, I, I don't mean, see a win till Forest Green. No, no, that's fair. It's um, yeah. and then after Forest Green, they've got Gillingham. Wow, it's a very strong league, and this is the thing. There's going to be so many times this season where. Teams are faced with four or five game runs where the teams that they're coming up against are, are absolutely class. Yeah, we're seeing there Grant McCann's um, mm. comments where, yeah, he did say <laughs> something. What I said. Well, he said, he actually said, he said, people aren't running and chasing the ball and I need, yeah. to, I need to work out why. Yeah. I can't understand why. Um, yeah. I, I went on record last night and said it to some Dolly fans. I'll say it again on here. I think if he does not turn it around by that Forest Green game, after mm. that Forest Green game, Grant McCann will be gone. Yeah, I think you're probably right. But when, he, when we're talking about... We, you know, over the summer, like the end of last season even, it was very much, right, they've written off the 22-23 season. Uh-huh. They're getting ready. They're going to spend money. They've got this new manager it's going to be completely different and it's absolutely not. It's the same with Swindon last year. Mm. Swindon fans, we we told Swindon fans last year that it was going to be like this and they were absolutely adamant it wasn't. And, you know, there was this, there was kind of an arrogance and, you know, Doncaster fans this summer, whenever, whenever we were asked about who we thought would be up there, Doncaster were never part of that conversation. And, same with Mansfield, the amount of fans that were coming at us and saying, how can you not feel that we're going to be up there? Look at the signings mm-hmm. we've made. And this is where, like, I think, well, we have definitely mentioned it on here, where we spoke about the quality of the teams in last season. Yeah, Doncaster have got to that level, but everyone else has got better. Yeah. and So they're still behind. Yeah. Um, They're calling for, what's the lad called who they signed on, signed from Rotherham? Um, Wood, is it Richard Wood? Mm-hmm. Uh, Woods, the, the, Woods is it there? Uh, yeah. Donny, Donny fans are, are asking him to take a leaf out of Lee Tomlin's book and retire. 
That's the saying. He's, he was that bad. But, mm-hmm. but again, when he signed, Donny fans in RDM saying, this is the, one of the best signings we've made all summer. What a player. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It, it just... I don't think Grant McCann should get sacked. I just don't believe that Doncaster still have a very hostile fan base. And I feel like yeah. it will come yeah. out sooner rather than later. And towards the, the, you know, before they effectively said, well, you know, we're stopping playing and, you know, say that figuratively, obviously, you know, the, I'd write, I was, I was doing the, the League Two previews at the time and I put in, you know, like a one to watch. Oh, so like, I think it was more than you one week. And the DMs, like, oh, we, you know, we've been told he's been the one to watch for the last however many months. And, you know, really, vitriolic in a way that they're just I think it was frustration as much as anything else and it is right at the end of the season because of injury they were seeing academy players coming through and they weren't being transformative because you know how could they be at that stage of the season so yeah hopefully I mean he, he keeps asking for patience doesn't he but they'll only be so patient they really will mm. um but here's the thing about Molyneux use Jake Young as an example there Doncaster mm. clearly aren't playing how Molyneux needs to play. Bradford weren't playing in a way for Jake Young. No, he's he's gone to Swindon and hit the ground running. And like I look, Doncaster weren't in this league when Luke Molyneux was at Hartlepool. Luke Molyneux mm-hmm. was one of the best players yeah. in the league at a a bang average Hartlepool side. He mm-hmm. shone in a bang average Hartlepool side. He has the quality. We were shocked mm-hmm. when he went to Doncaster. We thought he was going to leave one. So, um, yeah. yeah, so we'll we'll see. He'll leave Doncaster. They'll be happy that he's gone. He'll go somewhere else and he'll absolutely smash it. Be brilliant. Yeah, mm-hmm. so next one's a Grimsby and Mansfield. It was a, a one-all smasher. Aboisa, again. What a goal. An incredible goal. But do you know how frustrating this weekend has been as a Bradford <laughs> fan? See, Jake Young... Two goals, two assists. <laughs> See, Aboisa, someone who last season, if he took that shot in a Bradford kit, his leg would have just... It had been like Thanos was stood behind him clicking his fingers and his leg would have just evaporated. That's how... That's the look he had at Bradford. And then you've got Jan Songo, who couldn't get in our team last season, tearing us apart. Again, we're going to come to that next, but it's so frustrating to see these players that we deem not good enough Mm-hmm. going on yeah. and, and just turning it on. It's, it's about fit, isn't it? And we, we talked about this a lot in the transfer window, well, and will continue to, I suppose. But, you know, players that just didn't fit, but then mm-hmm. fly. And, you know, there, there was lots of talk at County over the summer of, of players that were coming in that just didn't seem to fit with the manager's yeah, normal playing style, and yeah, there's there's always a plan. But does that not yeah. come down to recruitment though? Yeah, that's got to fall on the heads of the recruitment because surely the manager speaks to the head of recruitment and says, "This is the style I'm going to play." Oh yeah, hundred percent. If he signs players that can't play that way, that falls on because it sets us up. Because this season we're going to play Grimsby, and Aboise is going to have the game of his life. Mm. Luckily, Jake Young can't play against us, mm-hmm. but. When you're going through other, we've let so many players go who are going to impact our season. Jake Young, regardless of whether he can play against us, he's going to win Swindon points. Mm-hmm. That's going to impact us. It, it really, 
we do it constantly, and I, and I feel like I, I just I don't know. They always leave with a chip on the shoulder. Something's causing. They've got something to prove, haven't they? And yes, yeah. promised the world and not given the opportunities. Yeah, and that's why so many uh, newcomers score against their old team. Yeah, yeah, it's it's painful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Aboisa, La- we can't really talk about Mansfield without talking about injuries. Injuries was the subtext mm-hmm. of last season, and it looks like it's going to be the same again this season. You say eight earlier, eight injuries now. Um, some of them again, season enders. Yeah, uh, Kilgore last week, uh, yeah. snapped his. his- was it his cruciate he snapped? Mm, I feel like it wasn't, but I can't, don't know what it was. One of them. Um, Something in his knee. <laughs> yeah. Um, new signings that they brought him. Bailey Cargill, out injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, we, who I said at the time, you brought in a player who has a hinge, uh, an injury record who was recovering from last season, a horrific leg mm-hmm. injury. Injured. Um my DMs have been very quiet from Mansfield fans this week. Up until last Saturday, they were incredibly busy. And then after that happened yeah. last week, they've been silent since because... I'd be worried. Well, they are worried, but not only that. It's kind of like an egg-on-face moment because mm. we we were asked why we didn't put Mansfield up there. We said, because you told us these were your problems. We didn't, we didn't necessarily blame injuries for them failing last season, but all we can do is take... Mansfield's fans' views because they see it every week. So we took what they said. We had an injury crisis. Fantastic. What was your other issue? We had a tiny squad. Great. Have you fixed those issues? Well, actually, we've signed players that have got injury records and we're mm-hmm. still going with a small squad. Yeah. It's not, it's not fixed Mansfield, um, though, are creating lots of chances. Their XG yeah. is, and their XGA are the highest in the league, regardless of home and away. Mm-hmm. So they are creating lots of chances. They're just not following through on them. So it feels like, I mean, Davis Keeler Dunn um, didn't score, I think possibly for the first time this season, um, but was probably by the sounds of it, unlucky not to get at least a couple, if not three. So as long as he can stay injury free and they can fill like finish on those uh, on those chances that they've got might be the, the, the thing the thing for me is the more injuries to get the harder it's going that that xg is going to drop because the oh, players yeah. creating well, the chances the players creating the chances have gone producer Ryan's yeah. just asking the chat and it is, I'm going to ask you this because I feel like everybody knows my opinion on this do you think that Clough has to get promotion this season I mean, it's it seems entirely unfeasible, and that was something that, again, we were criticised for from the Mansfield fan base for saying you know, they they missed playoffs last season, didn't really look like they'd done enough in the transfer window to go, you know, to arrest that, but also to go beyond in terms of the league two level mm-hmm. going up. Can't imagine that he won't be without a job by maybe Christmas ish. 
how mad is it that we're four games in and we're already able to see yeah these potential casualties because it is the it is the clubs whose fan bases have told us they will challenge this season that are failing to do so that are, that are repeating the same problem Nigel Clough's been there this is his, is it his fourth year now he did three mm, years this is his fourth yeah, season I, I believe this has been a recurring problem for him. So this is this this now is down to arrogance with him. He knows mm. that having a small squad cost him last season, bringing a bigger squad. He knows injuries cost them. Sort that problem out, and well, they may turn it around. They might surprise us, but yeah. as it stands right now, there's nothing in our faces that's telling us that they're going to do anything. No, and they were. I, I would be very surprised if they do any significant business over the next nine days or whatever it is. He said one in, one out now. Right, well, there you go. Because he's got his squad size. What I will say, actually, do you know, I mentioned I mentioned that there'd been no Mansfield fans in my DMs. There actually was one. <laughs> I got one DM just before halftime on Saturday, and it said, Clough will be gone very soon. Yeah, I'm go. not going to name who that was, but yeah, it was Clough will be gone. So hmm. the fans are kind of coming to that realisation as well. Right. Speak, speaking of managers under pressure then. Let's rip the plaster off. Should we do an ad break first before I cry myself through this? Well, do you, if you want, you can cut your bit short because you have to go to the ad. Oh, I'll use, I'll use it as an excuse. So, um, <laughs> look, let's be brutally honest. Bradford fans made it impossible for Derek Adams to lose on Saturday. We we did. We were we were aggressive. We were horrible on Twitter. We set it up so that. If Morecambe lost, nothing changed. You know, oh, fantastic. You were right in what you said. You beat Eric Adams. Mm -hmm. Great. No one's opinion changes. Can I just stop you? For Mm. people who are relatively new to League Two, what's the background? A very, very brief potted history of Bradford fans' um, deeply held hatred of Derek Adams. Derek Adams took Morecambe up in 2021. In the League Two playoffs, mm-hmm. um, two days after he took them up in the playoffs, he became Bradford's manager. Uh, we'd sacked mm-hmm. Stuart McCall earlier in the season. Uh, he came in. We thought that it was that was it. We thought genuinely this is going to be the one. Yeah. Second game of the season, Lee Angle, who we'd kind of pinned our hopes on as being our mm-hmm. main man, he got injured, long term injury, and the wheels came off. We got turned over by Hartlepool at home, three one. Um, in one of the worst performances I've ever seen. But then Derek didn't help himself. The fans were turning slowly, but Derek would Mm -hmm. go on the radio and call the fans out. And I still believe that the club wouldn't have sacked Derek Adams because I was told, as long as we're in touching distance, he'll stay. And we were in touching distance. Was it pretty? Absolutely not. It wasn't. It was dull. It was boring. Mm -hmm. We're drawing a lot of games. Derek Adams went on the radio. I think we lost to Exeter at home. And I remember I'd stayed behind and I was sat about six foot away from him recording this interview. And he went, (laughs) he said, they can sack me if they want. They won't get a better manager than me at this level. And I just went, (laughs) no, you can't say that. And I stood up and left. And I remember ringing Grant, who does the uh, the lower league look with me. And I said, Grant, he's just said this. I was like, he's gone. I guarantee you he's gone. And it, it forced their hand. So mm-hmm. he went on the radio. He said, we'll never get a better manager or a bigger manager. I think it was better, better or bigger. <laughs> um, 
And then we got Mark Hughes, which yeah. you know, in terms of management, name-wise, obviously a huge mm-hmm. step up. But Derek Adams on Saturday got the 3-0 win. We were dominated by a, a Jan Sungo midfield who mm-hmm. we let go last season. And at full-time, Derek Adams walked on the pitch, went straight over to the Bradford fans and just waved. You know, he, <laughs> he it was he will have been so happy on Saturday. But I did say, like I said to you before we started this tonight, Mark Hughes wasn't there when Derek Adams was. Apart from Andy Cook, I don't believe any of the starting 11 or right. any of the subs were there, aside from yeah. Andy Cook. So they don't care about... They've got no... They've got nothing about that Derek Adams and Morecambe to, no. to feel kind of worked up about. Yeah. So it was just the fans. And unfortunately, we weren't up for it. Um, mm. Morecambe's third goal, I believe it was. Richie Smallwood. I mean, look, Bradford fans are saying on Twitter, they hope that Richie Smallwood is dropped. And when you watch the, the highlights, it's kind of hard to provide a defence because he sliced what he tried to do as a back pass, so it went forwards. Right. But it went kind of forward straight up and it came back down for him to header it. The Morecambe sort of midfielder jumped up to attack it. Smallwood didn't jump. He just let him jump. The ball went past him and he just walked. Um, and it got literally one, they literally won two into the box and scored. And this has been a common issue with Richie Smallwood for since since he signed with us. He came in with a lot of fanfare. We were told about you know him being great at set pieces. He was Hull's captain. It's not working with him. He, mm-hmm. I I can't remember many set pieces that worked. He will have a free kick on the edge of the area and it will clear. The goal by seven, eight foot. We'll have a we'll have a corner. It will clear the entire box, or it doesn't beat the first man. It, mm-hmm. it but he still takes every single set piece, and it, it, it infuriates, and it it's horrible to watch as a fan because you know what's going to happen before it happens, and then we go to Markham on Saturday and we we lose three 0 I want to actually just mention. Spoke about players that have gone out again. So, Abouisa, Jake Young, Jan Songo. Mm-hmm. I know it's not League Two. We loaned Ryan East out to Rochdale mm-hmm. last week. Now, he's someone that we believe as fans should be playing instead of Smallwood. Right. Ryan East played in a midfield with Adam Clayton, who was in our midfield last season, who I thought mm-hmm. we should have kept. Rochdale fans messaged me at full time on Saturday and said, Ryan, Ryan East. He's one of the best midfielders they've seen in years. He, he literally controlled the game. And I've watched the highlights and it was like, he's, he was so calm and composed. We've never been given the chance to see that. Mm. Or we have but... once, once when Smallwood had a baby and he didn't, he was away because he didn't, he was obviously the baby was born the day before. Alex Gilead took the captain and took Smallwood's role. Mm. He stepped into Gilead's role and Together they were incredible. Mm. Um, how was Andy Cook on Saturday? Because when we watched him against Stockport on Tuesday, he just does not look right. He's, he's injured. He's, he is injured, but we've got no one else. Right. He's played through an injury. Why. We need. We've got other strikers. Vadian Oliver's mm-hmm. out, long-term injury. We've got Matt Derbyshire and we've got Smith. The issue is neither Smith nor Derbyshire has shown anything yet for his Derbyshire scored one goal against Stevenage away last season. Mm-hmm. He hasn't shown that he can 
he's played, he has started games. He hasn't shown that he can do that. So we've got the the options are quite simple. You play Andy Cook, who isn't scoring goals right now, but he's getting mm -hmm. assists. Andy Cook, who's not scoring right now, but you know that he can. Or you play Matt Derbyshire, who isn't scoring right now, and we don't know if he can. Yeah, yeah. And Smith, who we don't know if he can. And yeah. it's about persisting yeah. with Cook. Is it not a risk, though, to, you know, if Cook's playing at, say, 80% fitness, that he's just going to end up more seriously injured and out for longer and then isn't playing and, by definition, isn't scoring? I wouldn't be surprised to see us sign. Last season it happened, this point, we signed wingers towards the end of deadline day mm -hmm. and it changed our game. And mm -hmm. I, I think we'll. I think we. You will see one or two wingers come in from Premier League clubs, youth yeah. teams. Um, that's what's going to happen, and then hopefully it will. It will. It will work. But the thing that's kind of frustrating me about the the, the, the formation and the way we're playing is, <coughs> I'm choking on a sweet. It's a anyone who doesn't anyone who wants to know. It's a fizzer, one of them little Parma violets, but different flavors. How can flavors. you choke on them? They're tiny. I inhaled. <laughs> I inhaled as I have one. Um, the thing that's frustrating me about the whole Mark Houston at the minute is we'll break, we'll counter-attack, and we're really good at counter-attacking. So we'll sit back, they'll come at us, we'll get the ball, we'll smash it upfield, and we'll play down the wings. And what will happen is we'll get to the, the byline or we'll get to towards the edge of the box when you'd expect that early cross for the, the forward running in. And we don't do it. We cut back and we pass it back to the, the, the wing back who then puts in a cross, the defenders have got back at that point. Mm -hmm. So we take the sting out of our own counter-attacks and we've done it for two years. Fans are turning on Mark Hughes and it's getting harder and harder to defend. Yeah. What I will defend is the is the stuff about Ryan Sparks and Stefan Rupp because similar to Doncaster, people, people say, you know, the, the owner isn't investing. He's brought Mark Hughes in. Do you know what I mean? Mm. There's no way Mark Hughes was done out of the playing budget. I'm sorry, he, he, the yeah. owner has invested in some way and given us more. We brought Mark Hughes in. No one complained about any of those moves. It's Hindsight's brilliant, but you can't criticise them for things that you were happy about at the time. Mm -hmm. If you were disappointed at the time, you said, I said all along it was a crap move, you need to go, no issue with that. But if you supported it when it happened, it was the right decision. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Should we I'm, go to I'm, the adverts? I need to lay down. Yes, I'm going to go lie right. down while we have this advert. We're like we're we're about four games in and well over halfway on our time. So we'll yeah, but don't worry about it because we've got Forest Green coming. Up. <laughs> ad break time. See you in two, and we're back from the ad break. So let's just yeah. let you know what I had to do mine. I'd say. You have to do yours, but you'd probably be happy, won't you, Hannah, with you doing yours? I'm this fine. Week, so. I was totally prepared to do... Um... This podcast is sponsored by the wonderful people over at NordVPN. The 2023-24 campaign is set to draw to a close, but the football never truly stops. With the Olympics, Euro 2024, and the new season set to commence in no time, make sure you don't miss any of the action wherever you may be in the world by downloading NordVPN. For just the price of one cup of coffee per month, NordVPN allows you to watch your favourite teams, players, shows and movies anywhere in the world, even if they aren't available in your region, simply by switching the location on your device to one which is showing the content. 
NordVPN also acts as your cyber bodyguard, protecting your personal data and other sensitive information such as credit cards and passwords from falling into the wrong hands, which is always a worry when you travel abroad. And with just one subscription to NordVPN, you can use this service across six different devices, which is incredibly handy if you're traveling with your family and or loved ones. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash EFL. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support our podcast too. The link is in the podcast episode description box. So now, back to the podcast. Away days are great, especially when your striker bag's a last-minute winner, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And do you know what? The same goes for McDonald's. Why not maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery? Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. If we lost, I was totally prepared to report on the halftime draw numbers, the weather, <laughs> the traffic conditions, the parking. I know it's going to be Wild fist pumping. So, uh, yeah, yeah, because that would have been part of it. So at least you've all been safe from that. Uh, County won 1-0. Louis Barry scored. I mean, they've given it to Louis Barry. It was a massive deflection. It was going probably one side of the goal and it ended up in completely the other. And Ibitore got the assist, but, you know, in, in name only, really. Uh, we reduced the number of crosses into the box, I think, but still, you know, two successful out of 26. So I'm mm-hmm. not sure that was better or not. Um, we haven't beaten Barrow in the Football League since 1971. So they've not been in the Football League until 2020. <laughs> so hang on, so that's 51 years. Yeah, but, yeah, but, okay, okay, 48 of those years, Barrow weren't in the football league. Oh, shush, I don't care about Barrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can't really talk about Saturday without talking about the horrible challenge Big boot. on Big Courtney Duffers and his ensuing injury, which is revolting. And if anyone kind of particularly enjoys squeamish, gruesome images, then they're available on his instagram and, and twitter and it is pretty horrific there was an awful lot of blood yeah, uh, it was somebody had to be washed off the pitch at, at half time it was that bad i've never really seen anything like it i don't think but just... yeah, yeah. kyle noyle has done that with no malice he's not got that. oh yeah no and yeah and he's a really so unfortunate a really sweet nice lad and i'm sure he was absolutely horrified and it was it was a yellow which means that it it can't go any further i don't think you'll find a county fan nor dave challoner at the end said you know what it was it was probably a red but hopefully uh courtney duff because courtney duffers used to play at county as well he was and he got injured the last two times he's played at county so well, it was technically at Chesterfield, but it was the end of the 21-22 season. He did his ACL. He only played for us. He was on loan from Morecambe and yeah, played played once, did his ACL, and then went to Barrow just recently. But yeah. loads of, like, so Elliot Newby was playing as Jamie Proctor. Ben Whitfield was injured. Uh, Josh Lillis, who is the 
Borough keeper, his dad used to play for County. There's all like it was like a little reunion on the pitch. Um, can we just say about Barrow, by the way, seventh in the table again at the start of the season? And Ben Whitfield is to come back in the next week or two. Mm-hmm. Potentially, yeah. well, realistically, one of their best players, Pete Wilde. Pete Wilde, just, just Pete Wilde. I love the guy, me. Um, but, I really you know, do. They were a lot of people's dark horse for mm-hmm. this season. And I think they, the county were brilliant by any stretch of the imagination. The BBC write up said that county were showed impressive defensive resilience, which I thought was possibly the first time I've ever seen that written about football county recently. But it was, uh, you know, I think it, it really could have gone either way. You've not got out of first gear yet. No. No, you didn't get out of first gear on Tuesday. Neither, neither team. It was so dull. To watch yeah. on like well, we were taking pictures of planes on Tuesday. Yeah, we were in Bradford and Stockport. Uh, but like Jake Dave Turner is not particularly complimentary about them. He probably similarly to get Grant McCann's you know, thinking about it, it's frustrated by what he sees as him giving them instructions and him telling them where to play and them not being where they should be or behaving how they should do. So it'll be interesting. And I think that was probably the bollocking that they got at halftime on Saturday and did come out looking uh, like they were more likely to win, but with less possession than in the first half. So, yeah. Onwards. Um, Crawley and Gillingham. Gillingham's fourth 1-0 win of the campaign. I mean, look, we... we... Gillingham again, we, we can just do a brief thing on this game before we go into the main part of this. So, mm-hmm. look, Gillingham, yeah, another 1-0 win. They haven't got out of first gear yet. They quite clearly have a lot more to offer. Mm-hmm. And it's quite frightening to see that they may be really a, a strong contender this season. Crawley's first loss of the season. Look, it's... a. Uh, if anyone had given Crawley this start in terms of uh, given this option as a start, they'd have snapped their hand off for it. And Crawley didn't play poorly. They, no. uh, Jake Turner saved penalty, Nadson penalty. He saved um, seven seven saves in the game, which is more than any other keeper in the league, I think. And that's fairly sure yeah he was uh the goalkeeper in the team of the week the sky bat one so they've um and and i think nadson could hit the crossbar as well so i know it's let's talk about madison don't don't tell for penalty yeah, he missed the penalty. Apparently, a very, very bad penalty as well. Uh, Crawley fans believe if they'd scored that penalty, they'd have gone on to win the game. It would have been the first goal Gillingham have conceded all season. So, oh, yeah. yeah, it's. Uh... Yeah. But let's talk about Ashley Nadison. Yeah. So we we received a DM on Saturday evening from people connected, um, essentially asking if we knew who. A certain fan was. Uh-huh. Here, 
Um, we have to say allegedly. Allegedly. Which confuses me massively. Because well, I've seen the I evidence. Said, I've seen the evidence. It, <laughs> it, 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 allegedly, it allegedly came from his account. That oh, oh. Well, know, so, um, so anyway, essentially, Nadison's found messages in his in his DMs on on Instagram from going back to looking at it the day that he left Crawley, wow. um, with some pretty horrific stuff but leading into the game mm -hmm. it, it, it it allegedly turned to i hope you die you're gonna get killed so death threats um crawley fans and gillingham fans said nada's had a quiet game on saturday crawley mm -hmm. fans were up in arms about the fact that he didn't go over to applaud them afterwards kind of makes sense <laughs> now um yeah. he just wanted to get out of there so yeah, and then true. again another another DM received afterwards saying if you come back you're gonna get killed. Um there's no place for that in football in any no. way, shape, or form. So we, you know, I sent it on to Preston late on Saturday night and just said mm -hmm. you this is because obviously Crawley banned someone for life the other week for right but because some because they thought they'd done some tweets and I, yeah. I sent the message to him and I just said this is something you can ban someone for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. So, yeah, they put a statement out with the Crawley first thing Sunday morning. I didn't want to wake the Crawley admin up, if I'm honest, late at night. Mm. But I knew, obviously, Preston's in America. The time zone meant we could. Yeah, it was yeah, early yeah. evening. So, yeah, they put a statement out condemning it, and they've said that they absolutely, that person's no longer welcome. Right. The, 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 the Instagram messages had the person's full name on his mm. Facebook public you could you could connect the two so wow. that's, that's dealt with and do you know what nadison's had last laugh there he's gone back they've won one nil telford's missed a penalty he's 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 upgraded let's be brutally honest he's sat top of the league unbeaten. Yeah. um yeah, and he's scored three goals for them this season so fair play to the lad um did you hear anything more about uh livermore and Ronan darcy so Livermore, this is, the contact this is Livermore is the assistant <laughs> yeah, allegedly, the assistant manager at Gillingham, allegedly yeah. struck. No, he definitely, he definitely is. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, allegedly uh, yeah. struck the struck Ronan Darcy in the face. Yeah, some but, some things are allegedly. We love that. That's going to be the title of tonight's episode. Yeah, yeah. The league, the uh, the, the real EFL League Two, allegedly. Allegedly. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there's there's been tales of a, a bit of a an altercation at full time. Apparently, the police were called. Fans mm -hmm. did see the police entering, so there is obviously something that's right. gone in, gone on. Sorry, but we, you know, we don't know. But there's been no, no statements from either side, which no. may maybe this Nadison thing has allowed both sides to kind of mask maybe. over it a little bit because Gillingham haven't fought on Nadison either. Yeah, maybe they've decided it's um, like I was going <laughs> to say ten of one and half of another. I was like, no, that's very that's, not right. That's Stockport finger one. counting is that? That's Stockport right, finger counting there. Uh, um, yeah, let's do it. Chester MK Dons. Do you know what Colchester? They they they've not won a game. They're not picked up points this season so far. No, but they're putting up some fight. Two goals against an MK Dons <laughs> side that are. You know, let's be honest, they're flying the second in the league. They've already lost once, three wins, one loss. Yeah. I can't really 
I think Colchester's positions may be a little bit false. They yeah. looked all they right against twice. us. It's that game in hand, they remember. They've got that game in yes. hand. Yeah, they have. They've got that game in hand. Um, yeah, which is against Swindon, though. This is the thing. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a strange one because that's probably going to end in a draw. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, Colchester are, are bottom of the league. And, and do you know what? That game in hand is giving Doncaster a hell of a lot of saving grace. Yeah. Because Doncaster, I've got one point and they're ahead of them. Doncaster really <laughs> should be rock bottom. Equally, that that MK Don's uh, scoreline doesn't reflect the fact that at 88 minutes, Colchester were 2-1 up. Yeah, and then Gilby scored. Um, and then, and then it, 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 is it Ilunga? I, I don't know how. I to don't know. It. Charlotte, like Charlotte, did my notes for this, and I've got Dennis. Who knows? Oh, sorry, Dennis did score Ilunga subbed straight off afterwards. Sorry, that was me there reading it wrong. Hey, we, I, did I just get schooled by how old is she? She's nine. Didn't I say she should come on and host tonight? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dennis. Sorry, I was. I, yeah, I was reading the wrong one, but. Yeah, yeah, in the in the one hundredth minute, we just actually say as well about that. So all this extra time that there's been this season, mm -hmm. our game on Tuesday had two minutes at half time and three minutes at full time. Did it? Yeah. Felt like more than that. It, it felt like <laughs> a lot more than that, and I think that's maybe why they did it because I think the referee was bored as well. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I noticed it was like. It, it, it went back to last season's rules. Mm. It kind of went back. It was because there were, you know, we both scored. There was a penalty. There was, yeah, there were plenty of time. We, for had lots, we had a good 10 minutes on the first half, I think, because of the injury. The injury. Because uh, he was treated on the pitch. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, there's been a lot of additional time and a, a lot of games yeah. won and lost in that time. And the next one, Crew and Crew and Walsall, they did it again. Three out of four games this season, they've come from two, two crew. Two two crew. Um, um, but that was another one. Uh, Charlotte has written down Jack Powell ninety. So it could be at any point after ninety. I think. Um, she did check that he is he related to Nick Powell? I, I, I don't think so, but um, 94, yeah. 94 minutes. But this was, was the goal, so I thought that this would be nailed on quickest game, uh, goal of the day, but it wasn't. So Draper, Freddie Draper scored after 37 seconds, and he's on loan from Lincoln. and was apparently him and Danny Johnson, who got an assist, I think, but didn't score, were all over mm -hmm. Crew's defence. Um, <sighs> Guess who Crew have got on Saturday? Have they got? Oh, hang on, I, I can tell you this. Oh, they've got Bradford. They've got Bradford. We, we, if we draw two-two with Crew at two -two home, two-two with Crew at home on Saturday. It will be toxic. Well, they've had one win against North Newport. Yeah, four two and four two. This they, they just pulled four. four two, just decided, yeah. oh, we're going to double up this game. And then three draws from four, where they've been two 0 down and and gone back to two all. So that'd they, be interesting. The crew had sixty four percent of the possession. It wasn't you know, despite the 
well, I guess it was a 2 0 at half time. Yeah. They've got that attitude, same as Wrexham, never, the never give up, never say die attitude. And the, I think well, we, we, we spoke about this. No, not the playoffs. It was just before the playoffs, wasn't it? Why are you going to bring that up? Um, why are you bringing that up? Why are you doing that? That's, that's, I, forgot that game. I forgot that game existed, thank you very much. But no, you are right. Like it, We said this season with the extra time, there were going to be some late goals and mm-hmm. through were kind of epitomising that, like they know that they've got time. Yeah. But, yeah. Forest Green and Newport. It finished 3-0 to Newport. Tranmere and Salford was... <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> yeah. No, do, do you know what? It... Look, Forest Green are in trouble. Forest Green generally look like they could be in big trouble this season. Yeah, they uh, Robertson got sent off in the ninety-first minute. Troy Deeney's back. He didn't have a good game though, did he? No, um, I didn't realise that he's come back as, or he's he's come. He's thirty-five. He's come back as player coach. He worked with, or he was with David Horseman when he was at Watford. So that's that's the kind of the history. They're apparently really um, good friends, and that's why he's come back. To, that's why he's, he's come to the screen. Yeah, and he's talking about it hasn't been made public how long his contract is, but he he's talking about it in terms of this is about the next ten years of my life. Well, he's clearly not going to be playing first team football at forty five. I mean, probably yeah. not. Uh, so this he's is still clearly- the screen's best player. A step, a step into management for him and and learning yeah. on the job. So, but yeah, he must have been wondering what on earth he'd got himself into. Yeah, so, yeah. Newport, who certainly on my list after their disastrous preseason to be in the in the kind of position that Doncaster and Colchester are in. But they lost to Crew midweek that game that we just talked about. But otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, Evans has scored six goals so far. He scored two on Saturday. Will Evans first uh, thirteen seconds. This one. So this was when when we were going through them. Went from thirty-seven seconds to thirteen seconds. Omar Bogle is still their main man, and he's not playing. No, he's he's off with his rap career. Rapping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Borgs. Yeah. But no, he, um, yeah, it just. But I think Forest Green at this point are slowly becoming favourites to be yeah. down. And do you know what? Given how it's nothing to do with Forest Green, but the fact is he's their owner. Given the things that Dale Vince has, has been a part of this last 12 months, mm. good. Do you know what I mean? For me, no, I was going to say no one. What we had, uh, well, Dale Vince is officially in our Rosad. Yeah, he is. Yeah. But yeah, the thing about like last season he funded people to interrupt football games. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. um and as as Ryan's just said there, the announcement picture for Troy Deeney was Dale Vincent Troy Deeney, not the manager. It, yeah. It's, he's got such an ego on him. And he can he yeah. can dress it up as he's an eco warrior and he's trying to do this. Fantastic. Do that if you want. You 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 don't belong. You don't belong. In let's be honest, in the EFL, like it wouldn't, no one would miss apart from Forest Green fans, but no one generally would miss Forest Green if they dropped out. It wouldn't be a 
oh, we're no. losing a great away day. It wouldn't be a we're losing a, a team that's a stalwart of the league and the EFA. It, it would be a, I would say that they would probably be top of everybody's choices if they had to select a team to definitely go down. I'd say yeah. them and Crawley would probably be the high numbers. <laughs> so, so let's put right. Forest Green in Rosette as well. <laughs> let's whip through the last three, yeah. but we can have a moment of appreciation for Mr. Callum Hendry. Oh my days! <laughs> um, can I can I just say I'm, I'm gonna I'm not gonna go into full details here. So I didn't know this, and I, I don't think I've told you this. Um, oh. So I've been. Obviously, since we did the media day, speaking to a, a lot of people that are involved around Salford, things like that, um, players and whatnot. Elliot Watts' injury that he was in hospital for. Yeah. Life-threatening. And I didn't realise that. Mm. I didn't realise how bad that was. That is... And then he's come out and he's had a baby. Fair play to the guy. Like, yeah, he yeah. absolutely... We met him. The, them two together are, are incredible. Really, really nice guys. I, I, I think I, I messaged Hendry on Saturday calling him selfish when he scored his hat trick. <laughs> so you said you were going to let other people have a go. Um, but he also said that he was going to score more goals this season and he's 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 doing it. And Matt Smith's yeah. scoring. They, they are. Yeah. They had a rocky game against Crawley. Um, a horrible game midweek against... Ooh, who was it they were against uh, where uh, oh. Ashley got Ashley got sent off? Um, they were away. Checked they were away. Yeah, they were away when we were sat looking. I can't remember who they played. Who um, was Crawley, no? No, Crawley was at home when they they, they drew one all. Uh, I want to say I want to say Grimsby. My my. I believe been, oh. I believe anyway. Grimsby midweek. So they had a, a bad result there. Um, yeah, it was. It was Grimsby. They lost 2-0. Um, They've still got... Salford are another one that... I mean, they were... Connor Jennings, lovely Connor Jennings, scored in the sixth minute. And then Matt Smith in the 34th. Mm -hmm. Christian Dennis, again, new to yeah. come in in the 36th minute. So they... You know, they were, it was what two one going into half time. Yeah, they're another team that do not give up and no. dig down and will, well, clearly hold a hat trick. So, Callum Henry, great hat trick, by the way. They weren't even like yeah. little tapping goals, they were. Yeah. But he um, he's the League Two Player of the Week with a, a perfect 10 score. He made five tackles, which was the most in the fixture, five mm -hmm. shots on goal, and obviously scored three. So Yeah. Yeah. It, again, went to the very end, though, didn't it? 85th minute, uh, 87th yeah. minute. There was, a, there was a, yeah, a goal back. It just, yeah. Do you know what? Salford, again, going to be there this season. You've got to feel. Oh, they're, they're yeah, yeah, they so, have to be. Um, also, um, we're beaten by Forest Green. Yeah, but you know what? It's what. Look, Oldham did. Oldham beat us when they went down. <laughs> so it is. You know, yeah. it, shit happens. Last season, we we didn't beat Crawley, um, and we lost. Oh, we drew with Hartlepool. No, yeah, we yeah we drew with Hartlepool at home. Um, 
So yeah, don't don't worry about it. We all teams at the bottom pick up results. Um. So after Sutton's stellar start, they lost three 0 to Wimbledon. Mm-hmm. Um. Wimbledon just generally were better overall. Uh, the goals were Ryan Johnson, who's ex Stockport County. Um, Harry Pell scored with his first touch from from the corner when he came on, and then James Tilly, who I'm fairly sure we've seen on the score sheet a few times this season already yep. from Wimbledon. But yeah, one of the quotes I read from a Sutton fan said that they were just second to everything, and yeah. uh, Wimbledon are unbeaten so far this season. Third in the league. Third um, in the league. Another one that I, uh, you know, they for me were mid. Pretty much where they were last season, yeah. Mid to table, mid to bottom. Well, to be fair, I went on a on a Wimbledon space with about seven games to go of the season last year, mm. and they, they thought they were going down. Mm. They, that, they thought they were that bad that they were going to get sucked into this. And I said, "There's absolutely no way you're going down." Sorry, but and mm. for some reason, for some reason, Wimbledon fans now don't like me for that, mm. um, which is weird. But yeah, what a turnaround! Um, James Tilly's got four goals this season. Yeah. Uh, one in the cup against against Wrexham. No, sorry, sorry, no, no. Uh, all three in the league. So it was uh, Coventry they played in the in the in the cup. So yeah, one against Wrexham, two against Colchester, and one against Sutton. It's a, you know, let's be brutally honest here. Probably letting players that can score goals go. Yeah. Shocker. Lastly, Accrington, Stanley and Harrogate Town. I can't think of two teams I would like to go and see less. Yeah, but did you see the goals? Yes, but I still wouldn't want to go and watch. Well, I mean, I you know my feelings about Harrogate, so I'm, I am excited about going to Harrogate. Yeah, but not but for yeah. Harrogate. <laughs> it's just because it's, ha- it's the, the, the town you're happy about. Yeah, and the food, yeah, not the football. <laughs> Big Betty's um, tea rooms. But... Yeah, the three goals from free kicks. Yeah. Harrogate had 23 shots versus Accrington's 10. The Harrogate goalkeeper did do extremely well. Yeah. Um, there was... Uh, Accrington had a quirk sent off to yellows. Um, just bad tackle, nothing particularly controversial about it. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think Bradford sign Armstrong. Well, he's, I mean, he's playing. He got an assist on Saturday. So he is yeah. obviously back training, which he wasn't for a while. It's just going to come down to money, isn't it? And who over the next nine days is good? Because um, Simon Weaver must have said there must be a, he, like he said no one's met what yeah. they want for him. He must have said you know right. I, and even if he's anchored high, there will be a number floating around. Exactly. Um, and yeah, his his dad used to play for County. I think we've we've yeah. had this conversation. Yeah, I don't so, think he wants doing. You don't want to live like kind of yeah, after well, to that reputation, which. Yeah, I will. I will uh, say with him, instantly that, loved. I would have said, "There's absolutely no chance because Bradford don't pay fees for players. We we've, we've mm, always okay. never paid, but we signed 
a lad from Wolves last week and we paid mm. a fee. It was an undisclosed oh. fee, but we don't. Crazy. So the fact that we've paid a fee shows me that yeah. we are willing to for the right person. And yeah. Dane Oliver, Oliver and Armstrong are, are, are very much of the same mould. The, the you know the big man in the box yeah. Oliver's out long term I can see Armstrong being someone that we maybe take a punt on and you know players going back and forth between Bradford and Harrogate is very 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 common yeah um, it makes sense geographically yeah so, Mind you, um we're being very self-indulgent here as we've got injury issues as well and um Macaulay Southern Hales it was having supposedly having a scan today. If he's not fit, Charlie said on Saturday, you know, there's this time in the transfer window. Mm -hmm. So if he, knowing that though that he had issues with the whole with the way the wingbacks were playing anyway, if yeah. he wanted to rejig and was looking for more of a, a target man than him and what's up front would be a thing of beauty. Yeah, it would. But do you think him and Watts would be a, a pair? <laughs> this is just a break. Like Ryan's like, nope, this is far too self indulgent. We'll bring you back to the league table so you can see where you both are. Um, yeah, Charlotte, remember said, your places, boys. Yeah. Um, Charlotte did point out when she was doing her notes, she was like, oh, yeah, she can point that out all she wants. <laughs> Tell her, do you know what she'll be pointing out in 12 months that we're both still in League Two? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The playoff we've got Accrington, Salford, Morecambe, and Barrow. Crawley knocking on the door of the playoffs, only out on goal difference. Crikey. And then going down, you've got yourselves sat in 16th, us in 18th. You've got Doncaster on one point in 23rd and Colchester. On zero points in twenty fourth, but with a goal on uh, sorry a game in hand. For me, goal difference is going to be huge this season. Crew have got ten goals. Aside from Wrexham, <laughs> Crew are kind of the anomaly. Wrexham have got thirteen goals for thirteen against. Doncaster have conceded wow. ten goals and scored three. So. Uh -huh. At the minute, Doncaster could be in trouble. I think Forest Green are in serious trouble. I really do. I'm not having hearing anyone come away and say anything positive about Forest Green. So um this week coming up though, the, the fixtures are just a bit meh. There's nothing, she says, there's nothing super exciting, which means that at 10 past three on Saturday when I'm at Mansfield. I'll yeah, but do you not feel that that's because you've had a shit start? Because that's what I feel. I'm if we'd have if we were unbeaten or we were having a really good start, I'd be looking at crew going, I can't wait to play crew on Saturday. Now I'm just not. I'm just like no, oh, no, no, no. I just mean I've like I've the the last well, the first four games have been such a kind of unpredictable whirlwind of goals and sofa score alerts. That have brought me so much joy and excitement, less so yeah. the people that sit around me because they just don't care. Um, I, whereas this week, I don't know, you've got highlights like Newport and Sutton. Oh, Swindon and Crawley might be, uh, might be Crawley interesting. interesting. It's, the, it's, the, it's the Scott Lindsay derby. And um, Barrow wrecks them. Mansfield Stockport will be a good one. Um, Gillingham Colchester, that'll be a good one. 
Notts County, Tramia, there are some good games in here. Salford, Accrington, that's a that's a a local game. Um, all right, Pollyanna. Yeah. All right, um, but yeah, no, for me, I'm I'm not. It's annoying and it's quite hurting that I'm game five of the season oh. and I'm I'm not looking forward to going to the game in what should have been a really good season. Oh, I'm just I'm just not looking forward to going to Mansfield. It's nothing to do with the football. I just mine's yeah. just to do with the. Uh, I know if we go one nil down, the it's going to be horrific, mm. and I, I just start looking forward to that. Fair enough, it's but you'll go two nil up. Yeah, but then yeah, that but that's worse. Ultimately, I mean that's that, that's there. That's what's happened. If we go to, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is why Bradford moved away from, uh, moved towards virtual season tickets rather than <laughs> the, the, the actual books and cards. Because if we go 2 0 up on Saturday and we concede to and draw to all, people would have been throwing season tickets on the pitch. But this year they'd have to throw <laughs> the phones and ask for them back. Um, <laughs> so, no, look, we, oh, I might boy. be sat here next week excited and saying we smashed crew, we turned it on, got a hat trick, we're off. Mm. It's like that bloke. Was it a Sheffield Wednesday fan that after the playoffs ripped his ticket up. up, and then it turned out that it was, or when it's when people throw the season ticket in the river and stuff, and then it turns out it was last season season ticket. And well, no, it was his away. actual. T- it was his ticket. It was, that, yeah. But he'd not. He didn't rip the barcode. No, and he, he, he did he, go to the game. Yeah, he did. He knew what he was doing, um, and thank God he did go to that game because he would never ever forgive himself. Because that was the one where they won. Yeah, it was a good one. But look, we've we've been through the games. Ryan keeps putting on these little run sheets to to try and get the games. He says get the games 30 minutes each, (laughs) 30 minutes ish. And then we've got 12 games to get through. And he says go three to four minutes. But that doesn't add up. It's it's oh yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Um (laughs) I was just could we go off on tangents and Get yeah. completely well, distracted by things. Uh, we, we haven't got a rose, have we? I, ha- I, I haven't got one. I'm all no. kind of zen and calm about things this week. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a rose. I have a, I have a bugbear, and it's something that I, we, I spoke to you about before. Apparently, county still do, but mm-hmm. Bradford don't do it. And I don't know if any other clubs are in this situation. I want to, I want us to go back to. Halftime score announcements from around the grounds. Bradford used to put them up on the big screen at like they do it halfway through the, the first screen. half, but they do it yeah. during the game. So like halfway through the first half, the scores would come up at halftime. They'd go and repeat, and the announcer would read out the scores. And then halfway through the second half, they put the scores up, and then at full time, you get the scores. So like, yeah, when we played Colchester, we were like fifteen minutes behind everyone else because there was a delay <laughs> to everything, and we had the added time. Everyone had finished. It was nearly. It was quarter past five when we actually mm-hmm. finished our game. Yeah, being able to see everyone else's scores on the scoreboard would have been like quite a nice little. Yeah. Oh my god, that's yeah. happened. It gets the crap. And when the games are dull, and they, we do have dull games, mm-hmm. it, it sometimes makes I, you um, go, "Oh yeah." Yeah, I didn't think if you'd have asked me last week, I would have said that we didn't have them, but it's just that I can't hear them because of where I sit in the, yeah. the gantry. And the only reason I know that we do we do still have them is because I read a comment about someone being or the crowd being delighted at one of the score lines at half time on Saturday. Well that's clearly so, Wrexham, isn't it? 
it might have been. Yeah. But mm. when, you know, rent free and all that. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, um, it's it's a whole hour and fifteen minutes. We'd best finish up. Bed. I'm going to celebrate my birthday and get a cover. Thanks for spending your birthday with me. No problem. Um, any 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 year, any year. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yes, thanks for joining us again. Please rate us on five. five oh my god. Please rate us five star on Apple and Spotify. Oh, you can also vote for us at the Football Content Awards. Maybe I shouldn't say that just after making um, a stupid mistake. Because that's the what we're, we're natural. Content that you can expect. We're natural. That's what it is. We don't. <laughs> we, we lean into our mistakes. We don't edit them out. <laughs> um, but if you go to at FCA on Twitter or X or whatever it's supposed to be called now, you can click through to vote. Um, we are in the podcast character category. God, no one's voting. Jump me a takeover. In the football league category under podcast. That would be lovely. Thank you so much. And uh, Nathan. Liam and I have got an interview coming up with Nathan Rooney this week. Oh, What's that for? Well, so are we calling Nathan then realise that's what I you're talking about? That, yeah, because again, you know. And um, for anyone who hasn't yet updated their Twitter X following, if you need to, it's at Real EFL Social. And we'll see you next week when I will eat all my words about these not very exciting games. Count the games Thank of the season much. this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. It's the 90th minute and all your mates around watching your team on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share box on the go. And you know what? Your mates already got booked for double dipping. But then later on, you steal in, grab the last nugget and snatch all three points. Perfect. Why not order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app? Are you in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.